I am seeing that more than ever before with two teenagers. You need rules and make sure you know what they are. Write them down if you have to, but I will tell you this. If you don't have the relationship behind the rules, rebellion happens. I'm Kara Lewis-Newton, host of the KLN Podcast. Five years ago, my life was literally flipped upside down when I built a multiple six-figure income from a business on social media. More than that though, I'm a mom to three and a wife to Luke in a marriage that we've had for over 18 years. But beyond those roles that I fill, I have found deep purpose in helping women find strength and confidence. Because I believe that when a woman can value who she truly is, it unlocks the potential for her to grow into someone even greater. I believe a confident woman will change the world around her. This is the KLN Podcast. Well, it's Mother's Day. At least that's when I'm recording this episode right now is actually on Mother's Day. So I figured it'd be timely to talk about motherhood, right? (laughs) So, you know, I am a mom. I have three kids. Their ages currently are almost 10, 13, and almost 15. So I'm not really a mom of littles anymore. I used to refer to myself as that when they were like toddlers and sticky all the time and whined a lot. That... (laughs) It wasn't my favorite, I have to be honest with you. And I always told myself, I'm just going to be a better big kid mom. Like I just really saw myself as this awesome big kid mom. The one that would take her kids out for a drive and get a Coke and talk and hang out and watch movies. I just felt like I was going to be so much better at being conversational rather than wiping butts and noses and getting up in the middle of the night. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking because there are definitely days where I think I had no idea Uh, because this is hard. This phase is as hard as that phase and I'm sure that the next phase will be just as hard. Like there's literally no comparison to whatever phase of motherhood you're in. It's all hard and beautifully wonderful and magnificent and fulfilling and I wouldn't want anything else for my life, but it's hard. And so if you're in that little kid, snotty nose, toddler, baby phase, I am not going to be the one to tell you you're going to miss this. There were days I literally wanted to punch out women in the checkout line when I would have a screaming two-year-old in the front seat of my (laughs) grocery cart and a well-meaning older woman would turn around and say, honey, just enjoy it because you're going to miss it. And I wanted to be like, woman, I am not going to miss this. I will not miss this. I will not miss trying to tackle a two-year-old in their car seat, shoving them in with my knee so that I can get the buckles around them while they scream and pull my hair with their sticky lollipop fingers. Like, I'm not going to miss that. And I am here to tell you, being out of that phase, I don't miss that. (laughs) I just don't. But I will tell you. There are things that I miss so much about that phase. And if I think about it too long, it like physically aches my heart. But you know what? I knew that then. And so I'm not going to tell you to soak it up and cherish it. Because the parts that you're going to miss, you are soaking it up and cherishing it. I'm sure of that. Just like in the phase that I'm in with my kids right now, there are parts I am just not 
going to miss. In fact, I'll tell you this almost this entire week, I would be fine just erasing from, from my memory. Parenting teenagers is hard. It's so hard. It's as hard as tackling a two year old and getting them in their car seat. It's that hard. But there are parts that I will miss. Absolutely 100%. And I recognize them. I know what parts they are. And I do cherish them. Just like mama, I'm sure you do too. So I thought, well, I'm not the most seasoned mom, but I have three kids and I've now been doing it for almost 15 years. And so I thought we'd do what you do at a baby shower. <laughs> you know how a lot of times at baby showers, they'll send some note cards around and you're supposed to write down your best parenting advice. So I chose my five things that I alternate at baby showers that I write down. Uh, I'll just let you know that some of them have won some pretty great prizes at baby showers, so you might want to take note. So here you go. Here are my top five things that I would love to impart on someone who wanted to know how to parent well. Number one, rules without relationship breeds rebellion. Should I say that again? Rules without relationship breeds rebellion. In other words, rules are good. Boundaries are good good and kids need it. I am seeing that more than ever before with two teenagers. You need rules and make sure you know what they are. Write them down if you have to, but I will tell you this. If you don't have the relationship behind the rules, rebellion happens. That means if you're going to have rules about dating and friends and social media and all of that, you got to have a relationship with them so that they understand why you have those rules. The relationship has to be there so that they trust you. They trust that you do have their best interest. Kids aren't just born innately knowing that. <laughs> As parents, we have to show them that we love them unconditionally and that we are deserving of their trust and that we do want the best for them. And the way that, that they come to that realization is through relationship. And then it's through that relationship that they learn to follow the rules. And so if you just have rules and there's no relationship there, I just want to warn you, there could be rebellion. I, my parents really modeled this well. Um, my mom and dad were married until I was about 10 years old and then they divorced. And then my mom remarried when I was 14. My mom had a great relationship with my sister and I. She spent a lot of time in conversation. Looking back on, I can only imagine there must have been moments where she was like, dear God, child, shut up. <laughs> but she listened and she asked and she cared about my life. And so when she made rules, I trusted that she made them in my best interest. At the same time, when she married my stepdad, Mark, to be honest with you, we didn't have a deep relationship. I mean, we didn't, hadn't known each other since I was born. Mark never tried to enforce any rules with me. Instead, he spent most of his time building relationship. My mom took care of the rules because my relationship with her was already established. And Mark just understood so well that by pushing rules on me before he could establish a relationship with me, was only gonna cause rebellion in my heart. And I so appreciate that he got that and that he was willing to take the time to build relationship with me. All right, number two, choose your battles wisely. 
Man, this is something I've heard my mom say so many times. Like there are just so many things as a parent that you could spend time correcting, right? I mean, especially in those younger years. I feel like those years of like (laughs) seven to 11 years old, I literally think that I could be correcting Jack about every five minutes. In fact, there are days where I realize I have not chosen my battles wisely. I have chosen every battle. And he's exhausted and I'm exhausted and I just wasn't wise in how I went about correcting his behavior. I'm learning that there are just things that aren't worth it. You know, there just aren't worth it. Sometimes it's just not worth correcting him over a snack. Sometimes maybe he just is a little extra hungry. Maybe he just had a bad day. I mean, good grief. There are days when I want a little extra snack. (laughs) It's just not worth it. And you can just kind of see it in their demeanor, in their body, in the way that they're going about the day. Sometimes it's just not worth choosing the battle. And I've also learned that by not choosing every single battle, you kind of build your chips up so that they know what's really important to you. For example, If I don't spend all of my time hounding the child about snacks, but I come down on him for the way that he speaks to his sister, he knows that's what's important to me. That that was worth me getting riled up about. That that was worth my time. That that was worth me sitting down and discussing with him and talking about a different way of doing it. I just think it is so important as moms that we choose our battles wisely, not just for the kids, like I said, But for your sake, you're going to be exhausted if you try to correct every (laughs) single thing that your kid does wrong every day, because there's going to be a lot. And some of them, they're just going to have to learn on their own. And it's okay. Lila recently dyed her hair purple. Now, for some moms, that would be worth choosing the battle for. For me, it just wasn't. We're in quarantine. She can't go anywhere. (laughs) It'll wash out eventually. Of course, now it's a funny green teal color, but whatever, right? Choose your battles. This was just not something that I was willing to spend a lot of time discussing with her. If she wanted to do it, fine, fine. I would rather talk to her about why I don't want her to have the app TikTok right now at 13. (laughs) So that she knows that's really important to me. This conversation is important and mom's serious and she'll listen up. The next one, respect for them equals respect for you. This is very hard for me. I'll be really honest with you. I'm impatient. I speak before I think sometimes. Um, I can be very cutting with my words because I'm good with my words. I don't know if any of you can relate to that. I do think very quick on my feet and because I'm impatient, words can fly out of my mouth and they can be very cutting. And so it's very easy for me when I am choosing rules over relationship or I'm not choosing my battles wisely to speak disrespectfully to my kids. And I know we spend a lot of time thinking about them speaking respectfully to us, But I've really learned, especially with my boys, how important it is to respect them, to show them respect, to speak to them in respectful ways, to say please and thank you, (laughs) to say things in a kind way rather than a demanding way. This is teaching them how to relate to authority. And not only that, it's teaching them 
how to have authority. I want my kids to be leaders and I want them to be good leaders and I want them to use their authority in a good way. And I know that the best leaders in my life and the people who have had authority over me, they speak to me with respect and they treat me with respect. Even if they're ages older than me or have way more experience than me, the fact that I'm human, (laughs) the fact that they care about me, that deems me worthy of respect. And so I'm constantly checking myself because I told you this is an area that's hard for me. Constantly checking my words, constantly checking my tone, my inflection, making sure that I'm using manners with them. Because I want them to see that as an example in me for when they go out into the world and have to speak to people who are under them. Next, physical touch and an I love you every day. Okay, so here's the thing. I am not a physical touch person. I'm just not. If I was just being really raw and honest with you, and I know my husband would be okay with me sharing this, this is an area in our relationship that I have to constantly be in check on. Um, It's not something that I, it's something I need, but I'm not always aware of that need. I become very tunnel visioned, very focused, very driven, very get to the point, get to the end of whatever we're doing. And a lot of times I can miss that physical touch and contact with the people you love is so important for connection. So hear what I'm saying. Even me, who doesn't even recognize that I need it, I know that I need it. And that is true for your kids too. I have two children that would love to be suctioned to my hip all day long. (laughs) They would love for me to be scratching their back, rubbing their bellies, caressing their hair, hugging, snuggling all day long, literally. And then I have another child that could care less. It's so important that I remember the child that could care less still has a need for physical touch from someone that he loves. It's also important for me to remember that just because I don't recognize that need in myself, I have to show that to the two children that really need it even more so than the average child. So every day, honestly, I, right around dinner time, think about have I physically touched all three kids today in some way? And they're all different because they all respond differently to different types of touch. My one child that doesn't necessarily seem to need it as much, I'm not going to stand in a three-minute hug with him. I'm just going to pat him on the back, rub my fingers through his hair, touch his arm while I'm talking to him. The other two, I need to make sure that even if I don't need it, even if I don't feel like I have time for it, that I spend time really touching them. And then, of course, it's just so important that I tell them I love them every day. And usually this happens at night before bed. But not only is it showing them that I love them, what it's teaching them is to say it back every day. Because what I want for them is to make that a habit, to make that something they're not afraid to say, to make that something that they just automatically say to the people that they love. I want them when they're in a marriage or when they have children to be very comfortable saying, I love you. And so that is something we say every day multiple times a day. Nobody ever leaves the house. Nobody ever goes to bed without those words being said. Okay, and finally, the very last (laughs) parenting tip from Kale under you. Are you ready? Because this is one prizes at, at baby showers. Pay them to puke in the toilet. You were like, what? No, I'm serious. You can train your kids 
to puke in the toilet. Did you know that? Because we totally do. And you can judge me if you want. Other people have judged me. But here's the deal. One of my greatest fears in becoming a mom was the idea that I was going to have to clean up throw up off of a carpet. I know there are those of you out there who feel the same way. Like it literally, even now as I'm saying it, I kind of get the goosebumps and feel a little sick to my stomach thinking about it. So here's what we did with our kids. The minute they were able to comprehend money, (laughs) we told them, if you're ever feeling sick, don't come to mommy, go right to the bathroom and go to the toilet. If you can make it in the toilet, we will pay you $5. Now, I will tell you, that increment has gone up a little bit for some of them. (laughs) It works. It 100% works. I've promised them that God gives mommies an intuition that when their kids are puking, we know it. So they don't need to come and tell me. They just need to go straight to the bathroom, straight to the toilet. And if they make it in the toilet without mom having to clean up a drop, you have $5. I'm just telling you it works. And whether or not you choose to use it, it has been a godsend in this house. for when there are sick kids and for my sanity. So there you have it. There's my five parenting tips for what I've learned in the last 15 years. Take it or leave it. I hope it's helpful. Happy Mother's Day to all of you who have kids no matter what season you're in. And if you don't have kids yet, hang tight. It's a wild ride, but it's so worth it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the KLN Podcast. If it connected with you in any way, I would love it if you would hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. You can also find me on carolewisnewton.com. You can sign up for my weekly newsletter. And also, I would love to connect with you on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, you have the power to change the world around you.